You are Locked On Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is your Tuesday Locked On Syracuse podcast, Tyler Rocky and Tim Leonard. Thanks so much for checking us out. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, whether it's Apple, Spotify, all that good stuff. Tell your friends as well. You can also find us on social media, Twitter at LO underscore Syracuse, Tim at Tim underscore Leonard four and myself at Tyler Aki underscore. We've got some quarterback stuff to get to today. Dino made some comments. He may or may not have referenced some four-wheeled vehicles as well amidst <laughs> those comments. And the big news of the day, really. I mean, we're going to get to speculation stuff to begin, and then we'll get into some real news later. But Andre Cisco officially done for the year. What's next for the All-American safety moving forward? Really saddening stuff to see a guy like him on a freak play to not even a play in pre-game warm-ups go out the way he did so we will get to Andre Sisco later on in the show but we start with the quarterbacks because this is the main controversy right now with this team do you opt to try out a freshman do you stick to a guy who's got a couple starts under his belt under Dino Babers that is where this program is right now listen Rex Culpepper has not looked good in his handful of appearances this season and even in years prior as well. And then you've got a bunch of guys who have a shortened, truncated offseason, weird circumstances. I mean, Dylan Markowitz, I think, is QB2 on this new depth chart. It has yeah, not we come haven't out seen, yet as of us yeah, recording this. Right. So maybe we'll see that later in the night. Maybe we won't. Who knows? But Dylan Markowitz, I'd imagine, is QB2. But even then, there's still some skepticism about whether you are going to throw out a true freshman in this upcoming game against Liberty. Yeah, I mean, I would like to see them do it, right? Because it's the worst offense in the entire country right now, and that was with Tommy DeVito. And I'm not just saying that as like some blanket statement. That's just the stats. The stats say that this is the worst offense, 76 out of 76, I think it is, in the entire country in total yards per game. And you know, I was reading some recaps of the Duke game. I think there was one over at 247sports.com. I forget the writer's name, so I apologize for that. But I believe Stephen Bailey tweeted out because he's now working over uh, covering Syracuse on 24-7 sports, which is great to still have Stephen covering this team. But anyway, I was reading a recap on the Syracuse-Duke game from 24-7, and they were like, 38-24 is the final score. Duke wins, but it was actually super misleading because... Yeah, I read the downs, same article. Yeah. They go through like why each game in the ACC played out the way it did. Yeah, yeah It's actually article. a really good breakdown, yeah. Right, and you know, I think sometimes it's interesting to get a national writer's perspective because we follow Syracuse so closely, and I'm often interested in like just how my friends that aren't Syracuse fans think of the team and what the pulse is around Syracuse from a national perspective, because that translates to recruiting, that translates to other stuff. Well, in this article, he makes some good points and says basically like the first downs were 36 to 11 Duke. The total yards were 645 to 286 Duke. And if it wasn't for the turnovers, as we talked about yesterday, being a 4-0 advantage for Syracuse, this would have been an even uglier game. So my point is they're one in three, but let's be honest, they're actually like one in three is a pretty good outcome for how much the offense has looked limited at times. And now it's only going to get worse, you would think, in terms of the product because of all these injuries they have. 
I'm really intrigued to see how this week in practice plays out. And again, we don't know a whole lot of what's going to be going on within the walls over at Syracuse on the athletic campuses. But you'd imagine the the quarterbacks, at least the QB2 reps, are going to amp up a lot. Because I know there's this whole notion out there that, oh, Dino won't play a freshman QB. That's absurd. Well, let's be honest. If there's no pandemic right now, he is legitimately coaching for his job. Now, I don't think that they are going to fire him because of the fact that you did just sign him to what's supposedly a pretty big contract. And on top of that, Wild Hack, it seems like he really likes Dino. And then, of course, you've got the whole fact of it's a pandemic. You don't want to be paying two coaches right now and maybe even some more on top of that. So, But when I look at the whole situation of starting a freshman, and in this case, it might be a true freshman in someone like Dylan Markowicz, but... What's the worst thing that happens? The worst thing that happens is you stagnate. This offense cannot get worse right now. You even laid it out. 76 out of 76. It cannot get worse. The only thing that happens is you stagnate. And I know people are like, well, don't throw them out to the Wolves. Well, guess what? Liberty is a, they're a good team, it seems like. I mean, they did receive some votes. They're 4-0 heading into this matchup. By all accounts, it looks like this game is going to happen because, I don't know if you saw, but the Flames are testing five times this week. They're way upping it. And this is coming from a team who said in the preseason, oh, we don't need to test. Hugh Freeze didn't want to test, all that stuff. But no, they've upped the game. They want to play this game. They clearly have been committed to it. And I guess the check is too much to, to pass up for them. So they're going to come in and we Plus could they be know they can at, win. <laughs> they're yes, favorites. Exactly. And they're receiving and, votes. I mean, they might get I in mean, the top 25 if they win to this To tie game. in a, a college basketball thing here, I mean, this is an epitome of brutality. John Rothstein tweet waiting to happen. It feels yeah. like heading into this game. <laughs> Flames are a three-point favorite on the road for this one. So this game, it seems like, is going to happen. They're testing five times this week, like I mentioned, every day except Tuesday, and then they're going twice on Friday. So that's going to give you your five for the week. Again, I think the ACC only requires that you do two a week, and one has to be within 72 hours of the game. And then Syracuse, I think, as an institution, is doing three times a week. They're a little bit different than the rest of the ACC, but Liberty's kind of saying, all right, we'll play both your games. We're going to just take that number and combine it. So it looks like this game is happening. And I haven't done a whole lot of intel into Liberty quite yet, but there's at the end of the day, there's still Liberty. A number of these players players, were... But a number of these players were recruited to play at an FCS school. And I don't think you hurt yourself a lot by trying out one of these freshmen. I'm not saying they have to take every single snap. But what I am saying is... You have to be at least giving these guys a chance in practice this week because Rex Culpepper has not proven anything to me as a quarterback for this team. And we really just don't know what's going on. I mean, you can read the message boards. You can read the the Twitter notes from the egg avatars and all that stuff. But we don't know what goes on within those walls at practice. We don't know how good a guy like Dylan Markowitz is. Why not give him a chance? Yeah, so... You would think that if he's any good, Dino would give him a chance here. And I'm not against, I was against going to Markowitz if it was Markowitz over DeVito, just because. Yeah, I'm with you too. Right. Right. Because DeVito, to me, has way more potential and gives us a way higher ceiling. Well, now scratch that because DeVito. Let's be honest. So I bring up the point spread for this game. If DeVito's the quarterback, Syracuse is not an underdog. No. Yeah, they're they're probably like like, two point favorites. What do you think the, the. I would even say it's probably more than that. Maybe. Like, 
you're I mean, going from a guy who say what you want about Tommy DeVito, but he it, he would have been coming off of his best game of the year, and on top of that, I mean he's just a guy who was really a sought after guy. I mean you can say what you want about the on field play this year, but there's a point value to Tommy DeVito. There's not a point value I think to Rex Culpepper. I mean it doesn't matter. If Syracuse could come out tomorrow and say they're starting Dylan Markovich, that I don't think the line would move. No, I really don't. It, think it might it would. actually. Well, it probably wouldn't move. I but would if say. they were to say, let's say they kept everything under wraps for this for this upcoming game and said they weren't sure if maybe Devito could play, and then all of a sudden they say, "Yep, Rex is starting this upcoming game," then you see that thing drop about a touchdown. I don't think it's quite a touchdown. I don't think you could put Syracuse more than a field goal favorite against anyone right now, and I don't like mean to be harsh. I just think that's. If you take off the orange glasses here, that's the reality of the situation. After what Duke did, who is the worst team they'll play all year outside of Liberty. Actually, they're, they're probably worse than the Liberty. You can make the case. And, yeah, at this point, they are. Right. I mean, and I know it's not like a true 0-4 because Duke didn't play the schedule that they were anticipating playing. They had to play all ACC teams, and they had some tough games, sure. But Duke just took it right to them. Like we said, 38-24, that actually looks better than it really was for Syracuse. They were up 14-10 at one point in the first half. And I remember looking down at the score and being like, how are we leading this game? Because it feels like we're just getting crushed on both sides of the ball. And that's the reality of what happened. So after watching that and after how Vegas put Syracuse as already two-point dogs to Duke, I don't think they would have made it, even with DeVito, any bit I mean, I don't even know if they would have made Syracuse favorite the more I think about it. I would say one or two point favorites with DeVito, but I get your point. It's a huge drop off. And now with Rex Culpepper, and by the way, I mean, th- these injuries just are, it's it's unbelievable how many injuries Syracuse has. But Sean Tucker got banged up in that game. That's something we kind of forgot to bring up yesterday on the show. And Dino talks today about how we'll see on Sean Tucker. It's not as bad as DeVito. He basically said, what I took away from Dino's press conference today is Rex Culpepper's going to start, I would say, and I don't yep. really see a scenario where we get Markowitz or Jacoby and Morgan or David Summers or another QB in the game against Liberty unless Culpepper gets hurt, just because he... Really? Yeah, I don't see so you it. you don't see a situation like that? Because I, I would do. like to see it, but... I, this game uh, this is going to be frustrating at some point. Yes. Yeah, right. I mean, so the reason I say that just to finish is because Dino came out and was talking glowing about uh, about Rex's family and his knowledge of the game and how he's been there since day one and how he can build a tomb buggy and all that and he I mean also, what was that the, yeah, the dune buggy stuff I mean I, do, I don't does know. he he clearly doesn't care about this what what's happening or like he that just felt like a disrespect of time of the Maybe media a members I mean, it, it's and kind I, of I a, to... a neat story. I just, I, it doesn't translate to wins on the football field. So I, yeah, I don't so, really like... take anything away from that. So I would say also, he said, we have not been able to give reps to the number three and four guys. And we don't know anything except maybe occasionally seeing them against the scout team. You see them here or there for a play. He said, we don't even really get to get in enough reps for the number two guy which obviously was Culpepper right. before this. And that's so, just standard football stuff. I yeah. mean, that, that happens every program. Yeah, so I think he's hesitant to go to a freshman. Now, if he was going to 
let's say in his mind, he knew that he was probably starting Markowitz or Morgan this week, and he goes into that press conference, he's not going to just rave about Rex Culpepper and bring up those comments about how little reps they've gotten. So I'd be shocked after the presser if Rex Culpepper didn't start on Saturday. Now, he might just lay an egg, which I'm kind of anticipating, unfortunately, and then they go to him, but it seems like he's not really willing to tout Markowitz or Morgan or any of the other quarterbacks they have right now. Okay, more quarterback talk coming up in just a sec. First, got to tell you guys about rockauto.com, a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. You can go to rockauto.com today to shop for auto and body parts for your car or truck from hundreds of manufacturers. They've got everything you could ever need. It's very easy to access, very unique catalog. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. Very good prices at rockauto.com. Always reliably low. And the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers, which is something that's kind of unique to rockauto.com. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? You can go to rockauto.com today, get the same parts that you could get at the brick-and-mortar store. Just save that step. Go today, and when you go, write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you here. Again, put Locked On, the podcast network here, in the How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you to rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. The biggest problem here is that all of this falls back on Dino's shoulders, and he kind of took accountability for it, but he's not going to take accountability for the quarterback stuff, because if he took accountability for the quarterback stuff and the problems with the depth, and and this is why you need a, a solid quarterback in every single class, is because situations like this do arise, especially over the course of four year periods, and if Dino were to take responsibility for it, well, then he is uh, he's taking a, a shot at someone that's on his roster right now, and he's obviously not going to do that in that capacity. Sure. But if you're a Syracuse fan right now, you are longing for Chance Amy, a guy who, I mean, if you watched him in some of the warm-ups, and again, you can only take so much away from warm-ups, but I, I kind of liked what I saw out of him. Oh, I loved it. I mean, it. that was yeah. a guy, I, I would have loved to have Chance Amy as the backup situation, or at least as a guy out there who could push Tommy DeVito if things were getting bleak like they have been this season. He's a much more mobile guy. He's got a pretty good arm talent as well to him. And, I mean, we've seen it's the dual-threat quarterback that has had success at Syracuse in this system for Babers. Dungy, dual-threat guy. Who knows what the future holds? It looks like Lampson, another dual-threat guy, a guy who you and I are very high on. How about Morgan? I mean... I, I do think a lot of us are just jumping to Markowitz next, myself included, but maybe they go to Morgan. We haven't seen the depth chart, of course, but I wouldn't be too surprised if Jacobian Morgan is next in line. Based on what we know, which is very little, he could be next in line. So, I mean, that's another dual threat guy that maybe you turn to, because I think that's a slight benefit with Rex is you're going to try and just go a little bit different style of offense and hopefully a change in that offense. Although Dino kind of said, we're just going to run our same offense because he knows it and he's knowledgeable about it. But I'd like to see them go more to running the football and not these deep vertical passing plays. Yeah, I don't think they're going to stretch out the playbook in this game. You, You really can't because you're essentially operating with two guys 
on a, an unbelievably short amount of prep time to go out and play a football game because and that's why I agree with you I I would be unbelievably shocked if Rex Culpepper isn't the starter against Liberty but I'm also going to be very shocked if Rex goes out there and blows the top off the dome. And yeah. well, actually, <laughs> the top of the dome is already is seemingly been. There are some some leaks in the in the, right. the roof. It seems like <laughs> not the foundation, but on the roof, it seems like there's uh, they might want to do another renovation of that thing. Anyway, but I would be very surprised if Rex went out there and had an unbelievable game. Absolutely shocked. And if that's the case, you have to look at one of these other guys on your roster. I mean, it's getting to that point right now because let's be honest, two and nine, three and eight, four and uh, four and seven, it doesn't matter. It does not matter, especially this year. And I'm not saying that to say the season doesn't matter, but at this point, you have to start developing people. And I get that there's a whole extra season being thrown on to everyone now because of the fact that. There is this blanket waiver, but you got to see what you've got in some of these other guys because if you're not at least exploring what you have, because what if this happens again? Tommy DeVito could very well go down again next year if he's with this team. So This offensive line, sure. Right, and I I hear all the people that are saying, well, don't throw a freshman out there. They're going to get crushed behind this offensive line. Well, what does that say about how you feel towards a guy like Rex Culpepper? Do you not care if he gets crushed behind that offensive line? Just because he's older doesn't mean he's better built to take hits. That's just not how it works. And I would like to see him roll the dice a little bit here. You are starting to get to a point of desperation. Listen, Tommy's not coming back. And both you and I wish the best for him in his rehab process. And quite frankly, I would like to see him back with the Syracuse team under better circumstances. But you don't, you know two things right now you know Tommy's not coming back and you know Rex is not the answer at quarterback so what are you losing by trying out someone else yeah so you would start one of the freshmen against Liberty I wouldn't start but I would definitely play definitely play I I would I would even start I'd go as far to say let's I wouldn't fight starting but right if Rex is out there for the first series I get it like that maybe yeah. you ease it in there okay maybe let let dylan markowitz or jacoby and morgan watch the first couple series from the sidelines see what's happening see what the liberty defense is doing to you and then okay you've seen this you've seen that now go out there kid let's see what you got see i'd rather dino just make up his mind and say okay markowitz is the starter let's get him first team reps all week long because if you're dancing between all right we'll give this guy some first team reps this guy some we'll throw in morgan for a player or two here i don't think that well could it get to the point in practice this week too where you see rex culpepper spike a few into the ground and it's like all right i've seen it all i need to see Dylan, you're going to go out there. Jacobian, you're going to go out there. We're going to see what you can do for the rest of the day. And maybe there's a midweek switch. Who knows? Right. I mean, we've seen Dino hold quasi-quarterback competitions. And I don't know the legitimacy of some of them. But remember after that that UNC game, the the one in the 2018 season, when Dungey got benched, in comes DeVito. You've got NC State on the horizon, a ranked oh, yeah. matchup inside the dome. And there, it seemed like... That he was holding some sort of quarterback competition yeah. to see who was going to start against the Wolfpack. And right. Eric Dungy, the other statesman, obviously, pulls it out and played 
in my opinion, probably one of the three best games. I'd have to go through the entirety of his career, but it was one of the three best games he's ever played as a yeah, member of the awesome. Orange. That was, uh, good that was definitely my favorite performance. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Back we're, when we're we were reflecting. Right, when yeah. we were a respectable program. Uh, exactly. Gosh, it's It's been such a fast fall to this point. But, but yeah, if, I if would... you're not holding some sort of competition in practice this week for the quarterback spot, then you're not doing your job as a coach. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, Rex is not the answer long term to your earlier point as well. So and why I, not throw out? Is he even the Rex? answer short term, too, is the other right. question to ask. Yeah. I mean, they maybe could get by Liberty with Rex Culpepper the way, like, at a decent Rex Culpepper level, because we've seen him play against Boston College and move the football a little bit. He did have the nice pass against Pitt. I mean, he's he's been with this program for a while. He's someone that understands the playbook more than these freshmen. But I would encourage people, actually, to go back and listen to our Dylan Markowitz interview that we did very early on yeah. when we just started this podcast because I I really took a lot away from that interview, and I became a much bigger fan and a much bigger believer in what he is. And maybe that's just biased because we got to talk to the guy, but go into your podcast feed, search Dylan Markowitz, Locked on Syracuse, because he's a really well-spoken kid. I mean, this is a high school kid that we chatted with, and... We didn't have to ask many questions. He went in-depth on why he picked Syracuse. And just, he struck me as more of a leader than I think what we've unfortunately had at the quarterback position since Eric Dungey has left. And if you don't know a lot about Dylan Markowitz, I think you might as well try to learn more about him right now. Because if it's not this year, he could be starting maybe in the future. I mean, who knows what the future is with Syracuse football and Tommy DeVito in the quarterback position, but I see a road where Dylan Markowitz is making an impact for Syracuse someday. I really think he's a hidden gem type of recruit, and that's nothing against Jacoby and Morgan. Maybe they turn to him. Maybe we're way off on this. You I just, just would like to, to see. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I, I just would like to see it because – we don't know right now, and like you said, all we know is Rex Culpepper is a former tight end who's converted back to quarterback and is a smart guy, high football IQ. He can make some plays on his feet. He's a tough kid. He's got a great, great story. You can't, you know, I, th- there's nothing you can say bad about Rex Culpepper, the person. I think it's inspirational what he's done. I just don't like him when he throws a 10-yard curl route, and I don't really think you can get he around the that ball fact. seven yards. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. Yep. So um, one last thing before we move on to some Andre Cisco stuff. How quickly is Jim Beheim hanging up the phone on Dino Babers when he asks, hey, can we get uh, Joe Girard in for a couple snaps? <laughs> how, how quickly does, does JB hang up the phone? Oh, man. Would Girard be better than Is Rex he showing Goldpepper? up at the next game? What's is, the line like, if uh, JG3 is the starting quarterback this week? <laughs> what is the line if Joe Girard is the starting quarterback this week? Um, uh, Maybe you pick him? Like, no, no. The I grid mean, factor? Does the grid has, factor get him? Yeah, he has got thrown w- some touchdowns I mean, in the dome. He, I, he's, got I more, in he's got more wins in the carrier dome than Rex Culpepper. He might have oh, more wins so in the sad. carrier dome than every other quarterback on the roster. I'd have Combined. to look through... And, yeah. and dig through some high school stuff, but is that a true thing? Do we have to go to the research no, department that's, here? That's a fact. To, I mean, I don't think Rex has won a game starting. I mean, wow. I yeah. haven't even thought of that. Wow. 
that's that's a sad state of affair when uh, the point guard of the basketball team has won more football games in the dome than than the guys you've got out or there on can, your roster. Can we just call up Justin Lampson and you know just Early say okay. Yeah. Hey, Justin, uh, California football, I know it's gotten pushed back a little bit, kind of up in the air. Why don't you just enroll early? Just come on down to Syracuse. Come on up, I guess I should say. And, you know, we got a spot for you. We'll start you right away. We'll get you the playbook. We'll we'll FedEx it to you. Amazon Prime. I know they're doing some deals I this mean, week. I mean, PDF. Just P- save some money. It's a pandemic. PDF. <laughs> right. Uh, it's so sad, man. That, so, I mean, three where are you dogs. setting a line if Joe Girard is the quarterback of this team? I mean... It's it's like ten point dog. Like, like I don't I don't think Joe, <laughs> Joe Girard would be better. I mean, he doesn't know anything about about the Syracuse offense as much as I guess he he did get some looks from a football school. I I don't know. It's just so so sad that it's come to this. We we had so much optimism not that long ago. They were preseason top twenty five going into last year and had this four-star quarterback and there was talks that the offense would be even better with him compared to Dungy. It's just, and it has been a lot of injuries. We'll get into Cisco, but I don't know. You, you don't know whether to laugh or cry sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. All right. Well, hopefully Dylan Markowitz can be the Matt Saracen to TD McCoy. We'll see how it all plays out this week and we'll continue to monitor the quarterback situation. We're going to talk about this actually tomorrow on the show with Matthew Gutierrez. Going to do a two-pack with Goody. We'll talk some hoops. We'll talk some football. So we'll have those rolled out for you the next couple of days. When we come back, though, we do have to get into this whole Andre Sisko thing because he is done for the season. What is next? for this all-American talent we will discuss. But before we do that, gotta tell you about the best protein bar on the market. That, of course, is Built Bar. With new flavors seemingly coming out all the time, including one of my new favorites is the Caramel Brownie and the Cookies and Cream, both of which I recently got through Built Bar. They are awesome. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to choose. And the best part of all of this is that even though it tastes like a candy bar, they are healthy for you. They're perfect if you're trying to maintain weight, lose weight, whatever. Built Bar is the way to go. Just take the peanut butter brownie for a second here. 19 grams of protein, only 180 calories, only 5 grams of sugar, and only 5 grams of net carbs. That's what you're getting with Built Bar. You are getting a delicious reward for your workout while also making a super healthy choice as well. And right now, Built Bar, a new offer for you here for fans of the Locked On Syracuse podcast and the rest of the Locked On Podcast Network. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you will get 20% off your next order. BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, all one word, and you will get 20% off your next order. So heading into the season, the one guy who is a true bright spot on this team, Andre Sisco, gets into a, a freak accident right before that Georgia Tech game. And we have now found out it is a torn ACL. He's done for the year. Our guy, Anthony DeBunda with the scoop. Yeah. He figured DeBundo's out that it was digits. a torn ACL. So <laughs> we'll get you DeBunda's digits on our preview podcast for Liberty. So that's coming up later in the week. We should also start doing a scoop standings. What do you think about that? A Syracuse scoop standings of all the well, Goody the would be leading our guy. Goody. Goody would be leading. I think Bailey's right there, but it'd just be fun to add some names to it. Let's let's start the scoop standings. All right. Yeah. We, Mike we McAllister would tell you he had it before Debundo, or at least he he put out that little thing and said, "Yeah, the, the it's the not looking good." Disguised as an article. 
Right. Yeah. yeah. So I, I give more credit to Debundo. He yes. he was a little he more. He went fervent. out. He he used he used the ACL phrase. So we're we're giving the our first point. Should we award the first point now? Yeah. Let's, let's do let's it. Let's do it right now. Anthony Debundo, number one on our our scoops standing. So we will. I guess we'll have to track that year to year now. Um, <laughs> so he's in the lead right now. Our guy Anthony Debundo. Anyway, so Andre Cisco done for the year, torn ACL. And it makes you start to wonder, even if this was, like, let's say this was a sprained MCL, and we've seen guys play, or at least come back from sprained MCLs, I don't think he would have come back to this team. I don't blame him for, for if he didn't come back to this team. And when I look at a guy like Cisco, because obviously what's up next for him, the NFL. E- even with the torn ACL, he is still a very, very talented prospect for the upcoming NFL draft, and it got me thinking, well, where does he kind of fall now with everything? And I'm going to read out. I, I went and did some mock draft hunting today, Tim. Okay. And you're, I think you're going to be pretty floored about some of these things that I really? found. So even as recently as Wednesday, this past Wednesday, all right, I've got two mock drafts that have Andre Cisco in them that I found. They're, I believe both were three-round mocks. Maybe a couple of them were one-round mocks. Where do you think NBC Sports is putting Andre Cisco in their Wednesday mock, where he was not ruled out for the season, but he was also injured at the time? Andre Cisco, where is he in the NBC Sports mock draft from last Wednesday? Okay, so obviously this is very high, I'm assuming, if I'm going to be floored. And high, I mean, like, he might even be in the top 15 or something. But I would say if I did not know, I would have guessed late first round, early second. He went fifth overall. Oh my fifth gosh! To the Jacksonville Jaguars. How about that's, that? Huh? He that's would have great. Let's the, get him up the there. Fifth yeah. highest player, the highest uh, drafted player. He would have been drafted ahead of guys like Jim Brown, Larry Zonka, Floyd Little, all those guys, those Hall of Famers that have come out of Syracuse. So Walter Football this past Wednesday, where do they have Andre Cisco? In the top ten? No way. Two? Eleventh. 11th to Jacksonville. That's strong. Wow. Good for Cisco. I hope that this doesn't hurt him too much, and I hope that we get to sort of tout him a little bit, like we're getting to do with uh, Robinson and Hoffrichter and Chandler Jones, and we just need more of that as a program. We need more good vibes around Syracuse football going forward. But, you know, I I don't know if you want to talk more about sort of what's next for him. It seems to me like this is Here are some of the more realistic ones. Okay. okay, I just yeah. had to throw those out there because they were they were outliers in, in the entire thing. But so on Thursday, CBS released one this past Thursday. CBS Sports released one. He is not a first rounder. They were, they only did the first thirty two picks, not in the first round. The Draft Network released one today, had him going twenty second overall to Indianapolis. Um, Pro Football Network also Zaire released Franklin. one today. Zaire Franklin, yeah, joined Zaire there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then 44th overall to Jacksonville. Very fitting there. Uh, to the Jaguars. What is it with the Jaguars love? Is it the, the Coughlin effect? Is yeah, I think it is? it is. Yep. Doug, Doug Marone, Marone. All that stuff? Yep. Yeah. So 44th to the Jaguars. The fourth safety off the board. That's coming from something today. So that is with the knowledge of the fact that he is done for the season. And then another one. This one from pe- the past Wednesday from also from the draft network they do a bunch of them they've got a bunch of awesome different people there that carry a lot of their draft coverage and another person had him going 62nd to baltimore so still a second rounder so second round i would imagine is 
probably where he goes. But guess what? I mean, there's so much that can happen between now and then. I mean, you're looking at 50 teams or so that are getting their seasons back in the next couple of weeks. So yeah, obviously not all of them draft eligible, but a couple that can maybe rise past Cisco, especially if they all stay healthy. I mean, this is a guy who's not going to be able to participate in the combine. You imagine it's at least a seven to nine month rehab process. I mean, for him, he might not even be ready to go until training camp or like a month into training camp. Now, everyone heals differently, and we're wishing a, a very fast and speedy recovery for a guy like Andre because he is going to be one of the better Syracuse products in recent memory. But yeah. this is a guy who's not going to be ready for quite some time. The The combine you can almost rule out completely unless it gets moved in accordance with the, the college football seasons or whatever. That's the only way he's participating in a combine in my eyes. But if he slid to the third or fourth round... Uh, it'd be I such a bummer. It, it yeah. would be a bummer, yes, because this is a guy who totally has first-round talent. But it, it's not out of the realm of possibility to see him slide that deep in the draft. It's such a bummer how this has happened for him, and I and I wish him the best. R- real quick, before we kind of wrap up the show, I do want to talk about what this means now for Syracuse. And let me let me just give you a list of, of the injuries so far. I went through, I might even be missing a couple here, but these are the names that I have gathered that are either hurt right now, up in the air, or they're out for the season, or just not played for Syracuse so far this season. We've got DeVito, of course. Jawar Jordan, Abdul Adams, Jarvion Howard opted out, so we're without him, so I included them. Cisco, mm-hmm. Dakota Davis, Chris Blyke, remember, did not get the waiver pass, so we'll right. include him. Eric Coley, Tyrell Richards, Latari Kinsler, Ben LaBrose in the, in the uh, freshman group that could have been helpful ads, because think about some of the guys that were playing against Duke. And then right. in this past game, Jeff Canton Arku. Don't know his status, but it looked pretty bad when he went he down. He went down a couple times. Yeah. yeah. Jihad Carter went down a couple times. I hope he's okay, especially because, man, it is thin at safety, considering you're already without Cisco and Coley. And then Sean Not to Tucker. the fact that you're adding a safety to your Yeah, your, yeah, so Sean Tucker. Defense. Yeah. Right, Sean Tucker is now 14 names that I've just mentioned there. That brings the total to 14. I might be missing a couple, but... I mean, it's getting really, really dire in terms of who could be out there, almost to the point that now I figure knowing Cisco's out and knowing that Carter is banged up, let's just play the hypothetical. If Carter can't go against Liberty, I think you absolutely have to move either Neil Nunn or Trill Williams to the safety spot because then, I mean, we saw Kevin Nizzuto have to come in a walk-on to play some when Carter went down. So I'm assuming he's next in line. I guess assuming that LeBrose cannot play the rover position as well, and he's not going to be back up and ready for game shape. So these injuries are really, really adding up. There was one point I was watching back the film, and I paused it one time just to check who was on the field, and everyone in my frame on the Syracuse defensive side of the ball, I saw five players, and I looked at them, and I was like, wow, all five guys I'm seeing right now are freshmen. I think it was Hannah, Wax, uh, Jahard Carter, um, Garrett Williams, who is a red shirt, and then Leon Lowry, who played some in this last game, and I think was just physically overwhelmed. Dino even touched wow. on how the physicality was so bad in his press conference. Yeah, and he brought the up the, the fact that, yeah, these guys didn't have the true conditioning and weight right. training program that they're used to having, and that's why a lot of them are overwhelmed right yeah. out of the gate. 
but pretty amazing it's... you can you can freeze frame at a point and see only freshmen on the Syracuse defense. Williams a redshirt, sure, but I, I don't know, man. It's it's really dire, and I hope that Carter is okay. And if he's not okay, knowing what we know about Cisco, I do think you have to move Trill or Neil Nunn to safety, considering they played some safety in their Syracuse career. I mean, you talk about freeze framing the game itself. You might be able to screenshot the depth chart and do that yeah. this week. Like yeah, that's, that's seriously the situation you're looking at right now. And the fact that they've been pretty transparent with these injuries, at least for a, a college communications department, they've been very, very transparent about the fact that Cisco's done for the year. Tommy DeVito's all but done for the year slash not looking good. Um, it, it's, it's really astounding that that's the level of, of communication that we are getting, not just during the week. We're talking about post-game. And that stuff is is really alarming when you hear that. Dino might know his job's on the line, so he's saying he wants to get out ahead of that and and give himself some... I don't know. That's probably reading too much into it. But I agree. I mean, it's been good to hear him say a couple of these guys give some definitiveness to it, although I'd like to see it more. Like Eric Coley, Labrosse, like I want to know about those guys. Unfortunately, we just probably won't. Yeah. Just to tie off some of the things with Andre Sisko in the draft, too, just because... He could slide to, I I don't want that to be confused as me dismissing his talent because there's a guy who I see in the NFL. I watch him every single Sunday. That reminds me a lot of Andre Sisco. And if Sisco's this guy, he'll, he'll gladly take being a fourth round pick if he can have the production level of this guy I'm about to bring up, but it's Eddie Jackson. And it's a very similar situation. A guy who was probably a first or second round talent, couple devastating injuries, including an ACL, Falls to the fourth round. Ball hawking safety. Not a big time tackler, but can make some tackles for you. The only full season he had, he had six picks. So very similar in terms of what I see out of Cisco and what I see out of Eddie Jackson. And if he can have that sort of career in the NFL, there's always going to be a place. And guess what? For a, a short period of time, Eddie Jackson was the highest paid safety in the NFL. And I, I see a lot of what I see in Andre Cisco and a guy like Jackson. And I think he'll gladly take a career like jackson's had so far yeah of course you brought up a bear there and hopefully yeah but like that's... <laughs> it is a i think that one is one of my better bears no, comps right I agree. like yeah i think that one, one like sometimes i stretch it but that that's one i think is very fair there when you look at the situation how he slid and all that stuff heading into his draft eligible yeah game. it's a good comp for sure. all right Tomorrow on the show, we will have Matthew Gutierrez. Tomorrow's going to be football. I think we'll do basketball stuff on Thursday. And then, of course, Friday, we'll get you ready with our preview podcast. That'll actually be released a little bit later on on Thursday. It gets you a little bit more time to listen and get yourself ready for the Flames. There's going to be a lot of stuff, I think, happening between now and when this game kicks off on Friday. And, of course, once things kick off on on, uh, Saturday, rather, that anything goes, whether it's the quarterback, whether it's the secondary, anything can go. Liberty is a team that receives some votes for the first time in program history. And if they beat Syracuse, they are going to go into the rankings. So we'll see how all of that shapes up this week. For Tim, I'm Tyler. We will talk to you with Matthew Gutierrez tomorrow.